Hello, this is Eric auditioning for the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. Tonight, we're going to be covering MSIP 6, DKIM, and Fiber. Have a listen. This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from somethingcool.com studios, this is K-12 Tech Talk, episode 57. I am I am Josh, that is Chris, and Eric wasn't supposed to talk until we introduce him, but we have special guest, I guess extra special guest, because this is his second time. Third. Third? Third. Yeah. No, third. Yeah, that's right. So did you guys enjoy- Hey, hold on. Is this his official audition? Sure. We can call this an audition. Yeah. Did you- I'm uh, all nervous. Did you guys enjoy the dinner that Jeremy from Something Cool left tonight? It's delicious. What what did you have, Eric? Because you're you're remote, so you weren't yeah. actually in the studio with us. Did he yeah, deliver was, you a care package or it's one of those like Domino's pizza delivery things oh, or something? That's pretty cheap, <laughs> Jeremy. Hey, they're Chris, stepping up their game. Domino's, yeah, they're, they're not a sponsor. Let's not talk about them. Oh, sorry. Uh, Chris, did you enjoy dinner from Jeremy? Yeah, he made homemade meatballs and spaghetti. Yeah, we had we had spaghetti last week here or uh, the other day at our house. Um, all right, since you guys aren't playing along with my joke, we'll move. I hate right I hate your opening joke. Do you th- like? There is no green room. The, we did this. What? Jeremy at something cool is giving us nothing. We we did this. Well, I have a green room in my house, and I get a massage before the show every time. Um, by Jeremy? No, not by Jeremy. He's no. Um, this was a joke. This was a running joke on the radio show that I did that they would put he when I got introduced, they would say, how is the green room? And the host of the radio show would always have some horribly embarrassing thing. Like he'd ask me a question about, you know, hey, did you get your back waxed in the green room today? It's like, how do you answer that and not sound, you know, so mm-hmm. it so that's that's the joke. So thanks for not playing along. Something oh, cool. Yeah. Please send us pedicure kits. Yeah, we might. I would. Chris has a weird look on his face. Okay, maybe he doesn't want a pedicure. You've never had a pedicure. I've never had a pedicure. No. Oh well, you're missing out. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I bet Chris would enjoy a pedicure. Yeah. Is that it's, for feet? Is yeah, that just it's for fingers? Feet. Like I feel like it's it's like okay if guys get a pedicure, but like as soon as they start getting manicures, it gets weird. But I mean. Jeremy will I now Jeremy will probably pay for Chris to have a pedicure just to make him feel awkward. I, w- I would pay to go watch that. I think that's foot that is foot stuff. Yeah. Can we got, can we my, Yeah. Oh. My my big toes has some extra stuff on the bottom. <laughs> I was just gonna suggest that we post that as like a video podcast, but not anymore. Yeah. Okay. So Gentlemen, what's up? Anything anything fun and exciting? I'd like to do that thing where you put your feet in and like the fish eat your feet. You know oh, what I'm talking about? Dead skin off your feet. Yeah, that's a version of a pedicure, I believe. I'd go for that. <laughs> what kind of fish are these? They're like little tiny, a certain type of, it's not goldfish, but they look like goldfish. 
that's the next level. Something yeah. cool, get on it. It's kind of that, yeah. So, Eric, you and I were in a webinar this afternoon with some representatives uh, in the cyber industry for the state of Missouri, including our wonderful consortium, Mornet and yeah. uh, CISA and Homeland and Highway Patrol. Um, and something someone brought up, and this really only applies to Missouri people, so you uh, Canadians out there, you can... Uh, we have been really popular in Canada for this week. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not real sure why, but um, the provinces... Let's see, which one was it? Ontario and Saskatchewan, of all places. Um, you got some great hockey up there, and you have great choice in podcasts because Saskatchewan blew it out of the water this week. Um eclipsing most of the states in the u.s that follow us so uh canada canada thanks for listening um real quick let's back up give you our socials too at k12 tech talk podcast on twitter and shoot us an email k12 tech talk at gmail.com we will be running uh tryouts auditions for co-hosts since uh, the guy that left we won't mention him Um, we have to fill his very small shoes and uh, Eric is our first audition E, I think, tonight. We've got, what, four or five people lined up, Chris? We've Heck yeah. Somebody from the East Coast, somebody from the West Coast, a couple people from Missouri. Um, actually, another person from the East Coast. Or no, Ohio. Uh, so, yes. yeah, we're uh, kind of excited about that. So, back to the story. Eric and Wayne I Gretzky on. might yeah. show up. That would be cool. He lives in St. Louis now. Maybe we, I could go stalk him and uh, we can get him on the show. Um, not get punched in the head like that friend of mine by Kanye. Um, <laughs> that, that, yeah, stuff. legit crazy. Yeah. So this MSIP thing, someone on the webinar mentioned, oh, hey, if you don't know, MSIP 6 has a pretty interesting line in it that deals with cyber and privacy. And if you are a Missouri school, it will behoove you to <laughs> find MSIP 6 documentation. Look up in the school safety section L10. Um, item E, it reads, the school system implements a cyber slash privacy security plan utilizing nationally accepted standards. So, Eric, I know you and I were in this thing, and you said you tried texting me. I had no clue this was in here. <laughs> Another friend of ours that we all know very well um, in Missouri texts me. He's like, what the heck is this? So I, I think this caught a number of people off guard in that webinar, and you and I definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's kind I, of a vague statement. What does it mean to you? Um, I, I think what it, like all of us were kind of in freakout mode because clearly yeah. we were texting each other. I, uh, Josh doesn't evidently have reception in his office. I don't. Or, um, so got a bunch of failed texts there, but my sentiment was, this is like finding out you have an assignment due in college the next week that no one knew about. And it's really big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I think what I take from that is using something like the CIS controls or NIST standards uh, to develop a comprehensive policy. Um, and, and there were some really well-spoken, um, you know, respected people from the state chiming in saying like, Hey, can you give us some framework here a little bit more? Uh, because we have no idea where to go with this. And this is talking like top people who are, are really advocating for the tech voices in Missouri. So, yeah, it's, I don't know how much it, I, I don't know. The people that probably wrote MSIP6 have something very specific in mind with this statement. 
And and maybe it has to do with, you know, like we were saying before the show, the, the third-party privacy or the third-party data uh-huh. sharing uh, rules. I, I don't know, but I, I agree with you that I think something along the NIST standards um, could could qualify for this. I think the privacy piece, again, the whole statement is super vague, if you ask me. Um, but does this mean, you know, is it is a simple incident response plan enough to cover this? Yeah. Or is it something more detailed? Yeah. Um, I have no idea. I went and talked to my boss about it. She really didn't have an answer either, um, which makes me feel good because she is like up to date on this. So I you don't know. know. I, I think it's it's kind of two pronged because there's there's two two sentiments really in education technology that that we're really focused on, and that is cybersecurity and student data privacy, and so. We're talking like the student data privacy agreement. Maybe I've, is that yep. the, is that what it's called? And, yeah. and Mornet's, Mornet's working to get all those things together here in the state as well. And then it's also talking about getting us to some industry recognized standards, which is really difficult when we're strapped as we are. That's oftentimes the last thing we can think about because we're trying to get out 2000 Chromebooks or iPads well, or whatever. So, and I was just going to say, okay, so if you look at it, from just that two prong look at it, you know, a, a cyber path and a, and a privacy path. How often are you putting on that cyber hat versus putting on that privacy hat? I, I'll tell you that privacy hats on way more, or I'm sorry, the cyber hats way on more than the privacy hat is. And I, I don't know, maybe. And, I, and I, this, the sentence, I don't, it's, it's saying cyber slash privacy security plan. You don't, yeah. there, the, I don't even know what that means. Right. You know, you would typically say a cybersecurity plan, or if you want to call it a, or, or a pri- privacy security plan or a cyber privacy security plan, but that slash in there, I'm not even sure what hat we're really supposed to put on. Like, I don't yeah. know completely what we're addressing. Well, and, and does the slash mean or, or, and, you know, cause I could see it going, Either way, I think they're trying to say and, um, you know, you need to have that cyber that cyber plan, probably an incident response plan. But that that privacy piece has gained uh, popularity or momentum in other states. Was it that lady said Illinois? Um, if we've got any listeners from Illinois, I'd, I would appreciate you guys emailing us and telling us your experience with this. But apparently they they gave schools six months to implement a data privacy plan. And they went from what'd she say? Something like three hundred like, contracts in their in their state utilized database to over thirty thousand. Yeah, it was exponential months. increase. And I think they had to have a privacy agreement from each of the companies that they're using. Yeah, that they're sending yeah. data to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which okay. How well do you have that? You know, do you know every company that you're sending data to, because Mm -hmm. I guarantee I know of the ones that we officially have contracts with, or we have signed agreements with, but that doesn't account for the new site or service that a teacher finds on a whim or from a conference or from Twitter, whatever that they're sending student data to all of a sudden. And then all of a sudden the students are clicking the connect Google account. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's so vast. We, we just did an inventory of all of our services um, per a request. And we even were like, wow, we have a lot of contracts with, with different companies. And, and that's the era we're in. 
everything's a service now. Right. Uh, there, there's not just a textbook. Now you have a textbook company that requires all the accounts and then it's going to want grades and things like that in it. So I, I do think it's really important that we have a focus on that. It's just carving out the time to make it happen. And one of the really good points brought up on that call today that I thought really helped me or gave me some encouragement was um, someone said, we really need to be together on this and we need to be in a space where we all work to have a framework as a, as a whole, as a state to say, here's what we need to be doing. We really need a checklist <laughs> because exactly. it's all, it's all just so out there. And it, it just, it seems like you can't even grasp all of the things that we need to do. Well, and, and collectively, I think if you can get, you know, there's 500 and what, 17 school districts in the state of Missouri. If you can get half of those districts and probably the larger half of those districts to work together unified on a certain set of standards, it's more likely that they'll be accepted by MSIP than 500 school districts working on their own, all down different paths, doing different things. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's strength in numbers. I, you know, that's a good. I just yep. came up with that off the top of my head. That's um, good, Josh. Look at you. I never heard yeah, that one. Before. There, there are strength. There's strength in numbers. <laughs> Write that down. You can use it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't I know where really this is going. Them, yeah. Yeah, and even this podcast and whoever it reaches that that as well. And in terms of the strength in numbers, and not just the state of Missouri, but across the country, just being unified in this and what we need to do. And I, I think it's really important to protect student data privacy as well as um, have our cybersecurity top notch. Hey, talk about the uh, so in Missouri again, this parents' bill of rights, these house bills that are up. I think it's House Bill, uh, let's see, I got it. 1974 yeah. and 1995. That was a good year of my life. Uh, have you guys heard much about that stuff? Parents' Bill of Rights sounds great on the surface. Parents yeah. need a Bill of Rights. Sure. Yeah. Have you guys heard about it much? A little bit today. We um, talked about it with my curriculum director. It, I mean, it starts to dig into the whole privacy thing just the same. Um but where we're supposed to disclose to parents, you know, what all applications and blah, 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 that their, that their kids have exposure to and what information is being given out there. Mm -hmm. But what do you guys think? You guys do stuff now. What do you think that's going to look like in reality? We, we do do that disclosure. Do do. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we have done that disclosure in our enroll in open enrollment process. Part of their, part of the AUP that the parent signs is, a disclosure of third-party data. Um, so, do you some, list them all? We on yes, the ones that we know about, um, uh -huh. and it's and it's the big ones. You know, it's the the Google apps, the third-party Google apps, that that type of stuff. Um, that disclosure is in that document. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. I, I I've I've said this a lot is that I feel like our Parents are the best part. I mean, we have to partner with parents. Um, there's some caveats to how that partnership works. I think we need to inform them as well as we can what data is being shared, where it's going, what grade levels all of our applications are approved at. Um, and uh, But there's also an element, too, of schools being able to do their job. So if we publish that list and a parent says, I want to opt out of that specific one, it becomes really difficult for a teacher to say, or keep track 
in our instance that we had like 30 vendors that we were using. So how is the teacher supposed to keep track of, well, this student has this vendor that they can't use and this student right. has that vendor that they can't use. And so how are they supposed to teach their content? So I feel like there just has to be a lot of good communication and a lot of diligence on our part to do what we should to make sure their their data stays okay, private dev and secure. Devil's advocate here. How, how far before we get to a method or a environment where rather than the web being pretty well open, you know, besides filters, mm -hmm. it becoming more of a walled garden and saying, Eric, at your school, those 30 applications or 30 websites, websites are the only websites kids can get to. Mm -hmm. I, I think we're we're down that path. Yeah, I think we are, too. We're starting. I've always been big. Like I, I just had training with some new uh, faculty staff, and I, I'm, and, and I know I'm in a district or in in an area that has some laid backness or whatever you want to say to this. But we always say, here's the twenty to thirty apps and websites and extensions and blah 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 that we fully support, uh, and these are the ones that. If you have an issue, you can email in a tech ticket and we're going to make sure that that gets fixed. Uh, I, I, as tech director, I'm in sync with the curriculum director. We're going to make sure that these things are working for you in your classroom. But if there are other things out there that you would like to try, if a website's not blocked or they, or if a teacher wants to try an app, we allow that and encourage that. I don't, I've always, I don't want to be the red tape to why a teacher didn't try something, but that's mm -hmm. quickly changing. Uh, and I know some schools, and again, we're a little bit behind on purpose with that. Uh, we put that on the teacher to, to see if that's going to be good. And then when it comes to like, what's the fully district supported stuff. Okay. That's where that app doesn't pass the muster and we don't really support it or whatever. But I think that world's coming where maybe those 30 things, that's it. Is that it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I think there's, actually kind of some competing interests here and we're in the middle of it so um i know and i might be completely off on this correct me if i'm wrong but i, I believe i read an article that there were teachers unions that were advocating for teachers having admin per permissions on their computers so that they could download and use whatever software because they were arguing that limiting that um Siamese, their ability to innovate in the classroom and, and find new resources but then on the other end we're talking about locking everything down to only the things that we see are, are private and that parents have agreed to. So it, there's just some competing interests that I think we're, we're kind of caught in the middle of. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that, uh, that teachers union thing. That would be, I would, I would have a problem with that. Right. I mean, that's that whole security versus feasibility and comfort and being able to do stuff. And you're trying to find that middle well, place. And mm -hmm. I'll I'll be the first to admit when when we turned off admin credentials and teachers could not install things, it was a rough three four months. But we've worked through it. There there's processes now that that's resolved itself. Um, is it ideal? Depending on whose shoes you're in, that answer varies. Has our incident of malware gone down a hundred percent? Yeah yeah. Yeah, I, I, I had a, a, a high-end user reach out to me last week and said, when are you going to quit treating me like a kid? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I said, you know, I appreciate it. I know that 
that you're going to download all the reasonable software, but this is a policy. Uh, but it again, just we're trying to keep we're trying to keep kids' data private, our system secure, but we're also trying to encourage innovation in the classroom. Yeah. What do you guys do? I mean, have you ever had a parent that's like, "Hey, I think Google's the devil, and I don't want my kid to have a Google account and a Chromebook." Oof. We yeah. we had well. I shouldn't say we haven't. I think we've had parents that have asked some very good questions. And at, at the beginning, they have, because that's all part of open enrollment. If they say no on this certain screen, then that kicks a flag to our yeah. sys coordinator who then contacts the principal and says, hey, you need to contact this parent and explain to them that if they say no to this, that means no Chromebook, no technology class. You know, they're they're not doing a lot of things um, and honestly, putting a huge, a much larger burden on the on the teacher uh, than anyone, because then the teacher has to do alternate plans or whatever for um, that kid. So, yeah, I, I think we've had kind of uh, like a first blush a no, but I don't think those conversations have ever ended in a hard no. It's always been, oh, OK, I see it now. We used to and I know that it was and that this has been at the beginning of one to one, but. Uh, we have an alternative school, uh, and that used to be the thing that was said. Well, Google and Chromebook is how we do school. So if you're against that, we do have this alternative option for you. But then I think about this parent's bill of rights. I don't know if we're listing out the 50 apps and websites and extensions that we fully give and we're transparent. Does the parent part of those rights get to say, hey, I'm not okay with number 11 and number 32. Yeah. And now we have to manage that. That's a conversation we're having right now is what, what, what do parents, which, which things do they get to opt in and are out of? Um, And we're we're just an interesting time in history with technology being such an important part of education. Apparently it's an interesting time. You need to feed your dog. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's not my stomach. It is my dog. Um, Chris, you want to talk about SHI real quick and how listeners can get a hold of SHI? SHI, check out SHI.com. Uh, you can email Justin there as well. Uh, SHI can sell you Chromebooks, all kinds of devices. Uh, they have. They can give you solutions as well to your data center, all that kind of stuff. Uh, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. You know, we, we I've made a joke about or mispronounced Justin's last name, um, Justin Shazari. That's why I just avoided it. Yeah, Justin Shazari. Um, you know, I've said Justin Guarini. Do you, do you know where that name is from? I just figured this out the other day. American Idol? He was one of the first finalists <laughs> on American Idol. <laughs> he was it. the year with, with Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Does he work there now? Justin Guarini? No, he's not the salesman. Justin Shazari mm. is the salesman. Give him, give him Justin's email address, Chris. That was really a legendary year. Wasn't that Kelly and Ruben and Clay? Oh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Was it Clay, too? I know it was Ruben. Chris, what's Justin's email? Trying. Oh, you're, you're looking it up. It is Justin. J-U-S-T-I-N underscore C-H-I-S-A-R-I at shi.com cool we use them for what's the uh like the google enterprise the full-on licensing that's who we went through that's who we did too that's a good pricing he 
my guy's Ross. He checks in on me, make sure I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, and we've bought our last several batches of Chromebooks from them. They're, they're, uh, good pricing, good pricing. So Chris, tell us about DKIM. Well, I had, so I do Tyler, Sis, uh, and we do the cloud. They host our stuff. I uh, got an email from them uh, this week that they're going to do email, some email changes uh, being implemented this month. Um, so if you are a Tyler Sis customer, uh, especially, and Josh and I were bantering about because Josh, you have Sis servers in your district, correct? correct. Or a Sis server. Yeah. Uh, we were bantering about this document, put it in the podcast description, doesn't doesn't say to who they're talking to if it's both you know solutions or not uh, but they are making I mean they're tightening up their security so uh, they're wanting you to do some dkim update uh, to update uh, your DNS record uh, for like when the teacher is sending out grades or messages in sys and it does the whole on behalf of so and so messages go out uh, we used to have that where those would go to spam so they're they're tightening that up good stuff but Josh and I have a little bit of confusion over if I just have to implement it or if he does too, that kind of thing. Yeah, so we we host our own. Um, and I, I'm almost certain this applies to hosted, not host our own. Um, so I've emailed their support and I'll find out hopefully tomorrow. Now let's let's do a spot check on each other. Do you guys do SPF, DKIM, and DMARC? Yes. yes. I have for probably three or four years. You do Eight, all three? Years. Yes. All three? Yes. Okay, me too. We're good neighbors. Yep, we're good neighbors. So yeah, we, if you go ahead, Chris. I was gonna say we could preach on that for a while, but uh, some of that stuff benefits you, but it, it's mostly you being a good neighbor. Uh, SPF, DKIM, and DMARC. Do all three of those things uh, with your email if you don't already. It takes a little bit of setup, but then it's done. Yeah, and it's it's more protection for you too. That you know, if somebody gets a, it's harder to spoof. Are you really? can't spoof spoof your domain so um you're, it's definitely worth turning on did you guys uh i guess really though it's kind of hard to tell the how well it works from from our end because we're not the recipient of it so um you do have to take note to like any services that you use like school messenger or in our cases tyler if there's if you have a a third-party server sending an email on your behalf, you know, at your domain, um, you do have to make some adjustments in your SPF record and DKIM to make sure that that, that, that works or continues to work. Otherwise, it'll get uh, flagged. So that's that's the big thing with, with DKIM. And take note that SPF has a record limit. And if you go over that record limit, it borks your whole SPF record. Bork. Bork. I like that word, Bork. We use it in the office. Is that a school tech thing? Uh, sure. Sure. I, I heard Josh I, made that word up. I, I Maybe I thought we made it up. Oh, yeah, you may have. Maybe that's where I heard it the first time. Um, Chris, <laughs> you had some confusion about your fiber, didn't you? Yeah, why are we picking on me today? Oh, boy. So, uh, E-rate season, got some 470s posted, uh, doing some uh, MDF switch upgrades hopefully um from two of the switch working with our fiber was brought up uh so changing out core changing out mdf stuff so going out to our mdfs and they started asking about what 
what cable we have, uh, what OM it was and what color it is. Um, and I'm not like a fiber guy, but I'll, back in the day, I thought you install fiber and the pipes to pipe, it's, it's limitless to what you can put in that thing. It just matters what you put at the ends, you know, your faucets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both these companies told me that I need to replace my fiber cabling uh, to get the OM, I think they said three or four, but you know, to go to four, basically anything I had that's orange sucks and I need to get the aqua. Yeah. Had you guys heard about much of that? That was kind of, that's been my new tech learning thing of the week. Well, fortunately we were all in OM three or higher or OS two or higher for our single mode. So I honestly, Chris, you're not alone. No, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. Um, it was actually news to me when we were looking at uh, new switches this year. So, um, you, you know, you think, you, like you said, you put glass in a tube and you send light down it. So it's all good, right? Is it that how it's supposed to work? Like, is it, <laughs> Was it that the point? Yeah. Now, I, I will say at the district I'm at, um, and it's been, this is my eighth year and this fiber was put in maybe 10 years ago we have some fiber that needs to be replaced. It was like, I don't know, for lack of, it was like the the cheapest fiber you could buy and just kind of thrown up and, you know, ran. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. We can replace this and do it right. But that's not, I had to do another 470 because I'm like, well, crap, like we got all this stuff running at 10 gig. And then, then they're saying we're going to go to brand spanking new switches you and my understanding gig. is that, yeah, we're going to drop down to one gig. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the guy over here still running one gig between my switches. Well, and that caused this whole thing too. So it's been years since we went to 10 gig. Uh-oh. So that means that years ago, we came to this conclusion of let's go to 10 gig. Well, then years later, we're having this conversation. If we're okay to have peace with being at one gig. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Like we've progressed. So like, why am I, that's, I, I think I have to replace the cable. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I considering going, going from 10 to yeah, one? For you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Do you guys ever weather map your network and see kind of where you are utilization wise between your switches? Do you ever yeah. exceed that one gig or? The, the only time that I have this year and well, I should say the only time I know about this year was when I screwed up and released a Chrome OS update because I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. stay on live. I stay a version behind. Um, I released an Chrome OS update on a Friday and my scatter was set to three days. So two of those days were the weekend when nobody turns on their device. So everybody comes in, everybody comes in Monday morning and all 1000 devices in one of our building tried to do the Chrome OS update at the same time. And we pegged, that building decor link for mm-hmm. probably 20 minutes, but nobody called. Yeah. Should have had 10 gig. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we mostly see it with camera utilization huh. um, that are constantly using it, especially across, uh, you know, taking up three or 400 meg within a building or something like that. So it's nice to have the headroom, but all of this uh, multi gig ethernet and, you know, 10 gig fiber or even 40 gig backbones that I, I hear some schools doing. It just like, wow, what are you, what are you pushing? Right. No, I Did, agree. Why, why do I have to upgrade my fiber? 
<laughs> yeah, to surf the web. <laughs> but, so but, but tell me why. <laughs> um, what do we say? Software. Yeah. Gmix. New switches. That's why. New you, switches. Just don't buy your switches, it's, and you won't have to upgrade. It's the switch. The switch companies. Yeah. Yeah. Who's a sponsor of the show? Speaking of that, H- Chris. P. Aruba, proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast, forcing me possibly to upgrade my fiber optic cabling I, maybe, all over the district. I, I know we've been sitting here talking about this, and we talk about it and glass down a, uh, a tube with some light flowing through it, but maybe they can uh, shoot us some, some more info. Yeah, yeah they, someone explain this yeah, to me. Yeah, maybe we, we need to have Bruce write an write a email or come on and tell us about it. Um, hit hit PDS while you're there. Provision Data Solutions, as they like to be called, another proud sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. Uh, they work closely with HPE Aruba. They can give you the switching you need, the wireless you need. Uh, they do server solution stuff uh, as well. Anything you need, they're the consultants that can hook you up with that. Anything I need? Anything. Medicare? Hmm. That's something cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, forgot. Something cool is doing the pedicure. Yeah. Massages by PDS. Yeah. (laughs) So what's on your your agenda for the next week, guys? Anything fun? Chris, you're releasing another 470? I already did. I did it today. We're we're lining up phone system demos left and right. Are you? I might have to come down for that because I'm going to have to buy a new one soon, I think. I'm doing, yeah, so we have a Toshiba Maito system uh, in the life for a while. needs to be replaced. Uh, So we're going to chase after a new phone system. Uh, Basically, we're going to consider that. uh, We're going to, I have a phone system committee spun up with principals and secretaries, uh, tech department, a couple others. Uh, and then basically once a week, I think we have three booked up so far. We're going to demo a different solution. So we're checking out three CX, okay. uh, Grandstream, Avaya, uh, Zoltis. 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 Sounds like a villain. It does too. Might These check out Ring, Ring Central from somethingcool.com. Yeah. Um, and I know, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what what's going to happen. Well, that's good. You're involving secretaries. That was one of my big mistakes. <laughs> you know, walking into the job right off the bat and setting up new phone systems. I I I didn't know. <laughs> you know, and this you choose a phone system, and then the secretaries are all in your office saying, "What did you do?" <laughs> so I'm hoping. Which I mean, I picked I picked secretaries that have different roles, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm hoping that they get to attend. Um, that they have input. I'm I'm wanting to do these demos and then we pick the preferred solution. So as a committee, we're like, we prefer 3CX. Mm-hmm. And then I do my RFP. And I, in my RFP, I put a preference for solution. Right. You don't have to pitch that, but that with scoring will be some added points and stuff. I'm hoping that's what we get to do. That makes we'll sense. We'll see. I read today in the USAC update that there are what sixty-eight or sixty-one days left for the filing windows. Yeah. So if you're like Chris and you need another four seventy, you better be getting on it. Spin it up. I hope to be submitting my four seventy-one for switching tomorrow if my day doesn't go sideways. Um, 
speaking of that, this afternoon I'm walking out the door and a teacher calls and says, and my, one of my guys answers the phone and he comes up to me and goes, Hey, uh, Netflix is blocked, right? I said, yeah, cause we block all streaming. Um, he sure. goes, well, this teacher just called and said that she's having audio problems with watching a movie on Netflix. I said, <laughs> what? So something happened. I don't know if it was with our last firmware update that I did over Christmas break or what, but some of the some of the Netflix blocks are not working. So I'm going to have to go and dig into that tomorrow first thing. So that might be an interesting day. I'm going to hack off a bunch of teachers. I did a... Um... Google Chromebook training with some new staff and I'm taking questions at the end and true stories. Uh, I got asked about if Netflix was okay to watch at home because that's really important. To, oh, on the Chromebook. Yeah. The Chromebook. Yeah. I got asked if Google earth was okay to download. Uh, it was like a, he, he hunts and that's kind of how he plots out some hunting areas or something. It's like, Oh, you guys are really thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> use that like classroom that, guys. those are the concluding questions yeah. yeah is there anything we didn't cover today hey have you gotten anybody asking you if it's okay if they use TurboTax yet no <laughs> haven't had that one nope. well i mean we don't have admin the teachers don't have admin rights so that's the first thing could you throw the uh turbo in our self-service <laughs> but it's TurboTax is just a website why are they installing they're wanting the application uh, yeah, that little one-off utility that runs uh, each year. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So what? What's the answer to that, Eric? What do you say? Uh, I say use your home computer. <laughs> wow, you're mean, man. You guys. <laughs> no, no, I, no. I would have said the same thing. Yeah, me too. <sighs> yep. All right. Did we miss anything? Any any final words? Any parting words? I mean, the, I think the key from tonight is the phrase "there are there is strength in numbers." I'm gonna. Yeah. Man, that should be a shirt too. Yeah, I wish I'd come up with that myself. Hey, talk about shirts. Oh, Wait. yeah. Cool. I mean, we got shirts. Oh. They're selling like hotcakes. Are you talking about these F12 shirts? Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, man. I told my office about that. They about lost their minds. <laughs> <laughs> we you got, should be, be a good director and order your department shirts. And we've had that. We've had, we've had someone order for their entire team. We got shirts. We got shirts. I've been going to the post office left and right, shipping out shirts. What do the shirts say, Chris? <laughs> F12 does not equal hacking. And, the and then on the not... back, it's got our logo. Yeah. Are sweet. we making a political statement here? What are we no, doing? No, we would never do that. <laughs> Could be political, but I can think back. Elementary kids, middle school kids, they think F12 oh, yeah. and you and the source mm-hmm. is sweet hacking. Yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. little diss on that. No, but pretty cool. Uh, we've shipped a shirt to Michigan. That's cool. pretty exciting. California, cool. New York. I think there was New Jersey. Uh, any of those that go beyond Missouri, I just get pumped up about. It's a great idea. Little great did shirt. we know that Chris and I would own a clothing company. Yeah. Legit. No, and these shirts are cool. So, yeah, Eric, there was a, we're going to send you a shirt. There was a lot yeah. of thought put into these shirts, let me tell you. Wait, I'm not I'm not just kissing butt because I'm auditioning here, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. So uh, to all you listening, I just got a text that said, hey, jump on. So <laughs> hey, can, do you think, Josh, is it OK if I that's taking away our profits? 
Yeah, we can afford that. You can send him a shirt, and we'll do Get that. A shirt. We'll we'll do that. We'll we'll send the whoever auditions. We'll we. Uh, now we're not so now he's it. not even special. Yeah, Jackpot. anyone that auditions gets a shirt, though. <laughs> All right. Any closing thoughts for tonight, gentlemen? Strength in numbers, baby. Strength, Strength in numbers. numbers. Let's get a shirt that says that. <laughs> that might be that might be copywritten. <laughs> oh dang it! Keep calm and tech on. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one too. <laughs> that yeah. one hasn't been used, right? Tech it to the limit. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's oh, kinda, maybe we'll we'll go offline and, and storyboard with these. Okay, guys. Yeah. Tech tech no. <laughs> tech yes. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Uh hit us on Twitter at K12 Tech Talk Pod and shoot us an email, K12 Tech Talk at gmail.com. Um let us know if you want to audition. It's a lot of work. You you put in hours and hours of effort. Uh, and come up with really good sayings. If you don't come little up with little payoff, yeah. yeah, with no with no payoff. Ask Evidently, Corey. a T-shirt that everyone gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, just ask Corey. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. That was episode fifty-seven. Bye. <laughs>